Good morning. You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing about the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. Uh, you're listening to Your Community Spirit, which is on WDBX Carbondale 91.1 FM, which happens to be your community radio for Southern Illinois. So, your community spirit on your community radio. Sounds like a good combination. As you may have noticed, uh, Orr is not uh, at the board today. Uh, he's off doing more solar adventures, creating whole solar systems from scratch so that the world may be powered. <laughs> so, uh, he... Um, Actually, I'm not sure if he'll be back next week, but he'll be back within a week or two, so we'll get to hear more about his solar installation and other adventures then. In the meantime, we do have happenings and news for you, so we'll move on to some of those. Our first happening I'd like to mention today is my friend's birthday. My friend Hope has her birthday today, June 29th. So even though I'm 95% sure she's not actually listening, I'll send out that happy birthday anyway, because I like it when friends have birthdays. So it means I get to enjoy another year on wonderful planet Earth. And our first thing is actually not a happening, but a This Day in History. 
they've got a lot of interesting today in history things in the Southern Illinois, but I wanted to mention this one. At five years ago today, uh, President Bush transferred his presidential powers to Vice President Dick Cheney for more than two hours during a routine colon screening that ended in a clean bill of health. So for two hours there, George Bush was actually not president. Yes, the heartbeat of the earth is calling us, and it's calling us to learn about some of these happenings and news items of ecological significance. So we have uh, we have two happenings today. If you would like to send happenings our way so that we can read them here on Your Community Spirit and actually help them to happen, you can email them to me, Treesong. My email address, hopefully easy to remember, is treesong at treesong.org. So our first happening is related to July 4th, which, as you may know, is widely celebrated in the U.S. as Independence Day. This July 4th, come celebrate the real meaning of the real meaning and promise of the United States of America as you hear our nation's founders. This event is called In Their Own Words, and it's featuring the thoughts of our nation's founders, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, Thomas Paine, who you may have heard a bit from on Light on the Law on numerous occasions, and John Adams and Ben Franklin on such subjects as democracy, uh, the Bill of Rights, religious freedom, and tolerance, uh, wealth and corporations, and unilateralism and war. Wow, those sound like a lot of issues that still have uh, current implications. The presentation includes a reading of the Declaration of Independence. This event is on Independence Day, July 4th. That's actually next week. You can come at noon to socialize or picnic, and the presentations will start at about 12.45 in the afternoon. Cold drinks are provided, and you can bring a dish to share with friends. This is taking place at the Town Square Pavilion, which is located in downtown Carbondale on Main Street, just west of the railroad tracks. This event is sponsored by the Shawnee Green Party, local affiliate of the Illinois Green Party. For more information, you can visit www.shawneegreenparty.org.
And now in other happenings, we have an event called Live Earth. Now I will present a little disclaimer. This ecologically related event is sponsored by a bunch of uh, large corporations, so I cannot testify to the radicalness of its environmental critique. However, it does involve a bunch of people getting together and singing and trying to raise awareness about global climate change. So I'm going to go ahead and read some information about it. Live Earth is a 24-hour, seven-continent concert series taking place on 7-7-07. That's July 7th, 2007. This will bring together more than 100 music artists and 2 billion people to trigger a global movement to solve the climate crisis. Live Earth will reach this worldwide audience through an unprecedented, unprecedented global media architecture covering all media platforms. That's TV, radio, internet, and wireless channels. Live Earth marks the beginning of a multi-year campaign led by the Alliance for Climate Protection, the Climate Group, and other international organizations to drive individuals, corporations, and governments to take action to solve global warming. Former U.S. Vice President Al Gore is the chair of the Alliance and partner of Live Earth. And so this is going on on uh, July 7th, just coming up uh, very quickly, actually. So it's going to be broadcast on the Internet for people who can't actually go to the concerts at liveearth.msn.com. And they're going to be holding concerts in New York, in London, Sydney, uh, Rio de Janeiro, uh, Johannesburg, oh, let's see, Tokyo, Shanghai, and Hamburg. So all around the world, people are going to be singing about, you know, singing about the earth and the need to address climate change. So for more information on that, you can go to a very nice and simple website address, www.liveearth.org. Now, on to the news. First, we have today's tip. If you know any kids, you know how popular Thomas the Tank Engine has been. Keep an eye out for those toys, though. Uh, just over a week ago, Thomas and friends released a recall for about 1.5 million of the wooden toys due to the, the presence of lead in the bright, yed, <laughs> bright red and yellow paint on them. So, you can, if you have Thomas the Tank Engine toys can seek out more information on that online. Rhythm comes and the rhythm goes. 
All right, in other news, sure to hit Fox News soon. The mainstream media explores the Bush administration's eco-disregard. Searing indictment of the Bush administration's environmental policies, it's not just for bloggers anymore. Last week, Rolling Stone published the secret campaign of President Bush's administration to deny global warming. This was about, well, you know, title's pretty self-evident. Not to be outdone, the Washington Post focused on installments of a series on Vice President Dick Cheney on the Veep's involvement in various incidents of uh, eco-trickery. Cheney's influence was indisputable in the relaxation of air pollution regulations back in 2003, says the Post. And in 2001, the deaths of tens of thousands of Oregon salmon when the Klamath River water was diverted to irrigation. The paper also says that the Veep also had a significant hand in pushing to dispose of nuclear waste at Nevada's Yucca Mountain. The rewrite of President Clinton's roadless rule and the lifting of Clinton-era ban on snowmobiling in national parks. Indeed, Cheney's reported response to the Klamath River issue says it all. Quote, what does the law say? Isn't there some way around it? Ah, that tricky guy. Straight to the source, the Washington Post, Rolling Stone, uh, 20th of June, 2007. And in other news, it was a bright and sunny day in Seattle. Global weather is bad and likely to get worse. Within the last week, excessive heat, think 113 degrees Fahrenheit, has killed dozens of people in Greece, Romania, and Turkey. Storms have killed some 150 people in India and about 220 people in Pakistan. Britain has been deluged by flooding, We like to think of these severe weather incidents as coincidental, but some crazy people claim that they're a wake-up call. Recent natural catastrophes, quote, are an indication of what might happen more frequently and more severely across the globe as a consequence of global warming, says Salvano Briseno, director of a UN agency that tries to convince governments to prioritize risk reduction from natural disasters. The UN urges measures such as early warning systems, construction of flood shelters, and protection from uh, protection for houses, hospitals, schools, and water, power, and transportation systems. Quote, we cannot wait to be taken by surprise, says Bruseno. We know what is going to happen, and we can prepare for it, which just makes it even more depressing that we probably won't. <laughs> Straight to the source, Planet Arc. Reuters, 27th of June, 2007.
And in other news, I've got to read this one because I'm big on uh, organic foods and ecological food growing. The USDA waters down organic standards. Organic food is organically grown, except when it isn't. Are you confused? Well, so are we. Man, are we ever confused. The U.S. Department of Agriculture greenlighted a proposal late last Friday allowing 38 new non-organic ingredients in products bearing the USD organic seal. Despite more than 10,000 emails and letters from concerned consumers and farmers, according to the Organic Consumers Association. The USDA's proposal will mean that the Anheuser Bush will be allowed to sell its organic wild hops beer without using any organic hops at all. That, that just doesn't sound quite right, does it? USDA organic certified sausages, brats, and breakfast links will be allowed to contain intestines from factory-farmed animals raised on chemically-grown feed, synthetic hormones, slaughterhouse waste, and antibiotics. Oh, yes, that sounds terribly organic. Fish oil with the USDA seal of approval may also contain toxins such as PCBs and mercury for that extra flavor. Ah, the taste of mercury. Cats and dogs will be forced to live together. Okay, we made up that last one. It'll be optional for cats and dogs to live together. If, like Howard Beale on Network, you're mad as hell and you're not going to take it anymore, you can seize advantage of the 60-day public comment period and send a letter to the USDA now. So, unfortunate news from the USDA. Now, I'm still still in favor of and a big fan of organic foods. It's just you have to watch them as they slowly try to weaken the standards. Yeah. <laughs>
And, and in other news, we have our next story, terminating his term. With one day left in office, Blair chats climate with Schwarzenegger. If you'd asked Tony Blair a decade ago which foreign official would be the last he met with while in office, chances are he wouldn't have put his pounds on Arnold Schwarzenegger. But that's exactly who filled the slot this week. Blair, who stepped down this week, met with the governor at 10 Downing Street to chat about, oh, guess what, global warming. The meeting followed a similar mind meld between Schwarzenegger and French President Nicolas Sarkozy on Monday. At a joint press conference, Tony and Termi, <laughs> uh, Terminator Termi, discussed the importance of getting the U.S., China, and India to sign on to an international post-Kyoto agreement. Blair was politely optimistic about the delayed climate response of Washington, D.C. Quote, it would have been better if we had acted sooner. That's the truth. <laughs> While Schwarzenegger pulled no punches. Quote, the U.S. is states and countries and, oh, sorry, states and counties and cities. Washington is just a little dot on that map. Why should we wait for Washington? And with that, the no-fly list just got a little longer. Straight to the source, the Daily Telegraph, 26th of June, 2007. Ah, so Terminator and Tony hanging out, talking about climate change. And we have time for one last story here. Be still our beating hearts. Senate-approved energy bill calls for a fuel economy increase. First, the good news. The U.S. Senate has passed an energy bill containing the first significant fuel economy increase in years. The bill requires cars and light trucks to get an average of 35 miles per gallon by 2020. This is up from the current 22.2 miles per gallon for light trucks and 27.5 miles per gallon for cars. It also calls for limits on gasoline price gouging, new appliance and lighting efficiency standards, funding for research into newfangled vehicles like plug-in hybrids, and a seven-fold increase in ethanol production by 2022. Oops, I guess we'll file that one under now the bad news. <laughs> Quote, This bill starts America on a path towards reducing our reliance on oil, said Majority Leader Harry Reid. But it was a mixed bag for Democrats who were forced to axe big ideas, including the $32 billion in renewable energy tax breaks and a 4% annual increase in fuel economy from 2020 to 2030. So those didn't get through. But still, they did dance a little jig over the vote. Quote, I'm flabbergasted, said Senator Diana Fe Diane Feinstein from California. Quote, I thought we'd be arguing about this all night. Straight to the source, Houston Chronicle, the New York Times, Associated Press, 22nd of, of June, 2007.
So this has once again been a informative and hopefully exciting episode of Your Community Spirit. You can visit us online at yourcommunityspirit.org, and you can also check out WDBX online at wdbx.org. Uh, it's pretty nice outside, actually. The rain last night cooled things down, though it was sad to see the sunset concert rained out. But I danced in the rain anyway. So it's a little bit nicer today. So hopefully you will enjoy the wonderful weather. And we'll be back again next week with many more bits of community happenings and news for you all about ecological and community goodness. (laughs) So we'll see you next time.